Ooh, that dress so scandalous. Hey. Do you know another nigga can't handle it. Hey. So you're shaking that thing like who's the ish mm-hmm. with a look in your mm-hmm. eyes so devilish. Mm-hmm. She liked to dance to the hip hop spots and you cruise to Canoe to connect the dots. Just derping, she liked to pop because she was living, living la vida loca. She got dumps like a truck, a truck, a truck, thighs like what, a what, a what, baby move your butt, a butt, a I think I'll sing it again. She had dumps like a truck, 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 thighs like what, hey, how long, all night long, hey, hey, nigga, let me see that thong. We don't really acknowledge how passionately Cisco was singing about. We them do draws. here on Getting Grown. We I do mean, here. I mean, the the way I just have always felt that when Cisco was singing, all of his toes was crunched up in his shoes. I mean, he is singing from a place of commitment. Yes. I always. mean, he says it with his chest, no matter mm-hmm. the line. I mean, mm-hmm. we just don't celebrate Cisco as much as we should. All while flipping around like a... Just a I mean, like a part. fish out of water. Just a flipping mm. and a flopping all <laughs> over the place. Just... Baby! He was like, yeah! Yeah! yeah. We don't deal it's with that great. enough. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to Getting Grown. Hello. How are How you are doing? You? Oh, I am... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I am uh I won't complain. Yeah. Um, Love that. I won't complain. That's right. You know, there's so much that so that much the other people who can complain about mm-hmm. worse things. That's right. Um and so I'm going. I'm not going to complain about what I got. Going I love on that. I love that. When the world is on fire. Uh, how <sighs> Indeed. are you? I too. I too am grateful. I'm safe. I have what I need. Uh, to yeah. be totally honest, this is not a complaint. It's just the reality. I am tired. Mm-hmm. I've, this is a, a travel week for Always. me. And, Always. Uh, you know, I made a mistake. I'll go ahead and say that it was a mistake. Because, <laughs> uh, hmm. you know, my schedule is very full. We're wrapping up the wrapping up the year. I've got lots of meetings. And I, have, I, I dropped the ball. I'm usually pretty good about mm-hmm. saying, you know, what's a no-go for me. But I allowed this. I had to be in Seattle for uh, two full day meetings, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, which was yesterday. My my team had a retreat um, oh. that I couldn't miss. Five hour retreat. And so what happened, oh. what happened was I got on a red eye Wednesday night mm-hmm. uh, back to D.C. Got to D.C. at about uh, 8 a.m., Drove an hour back home, got here at mm-hmm. nine, had to be back on the computer at noon. Oh, I could not. You know, I slept on the plane, but not like, you know, you don't sleep good on the it's plane. Not, so you it's don't not sleep. like, you, you know, rest on the plane. So yesterday was tough. You know, I was really going off of what, three, four hours of sleep, like actual mm. sleep. And it was a full day. And so, you know, once I got to Ooh, like, did you get so tired that your head tingled? It was like, you know, the when you feel like your whole body is buzzing. Like it's yeah, like, that's it's like yeah, a that buzz. Right <laughs> that's the one. And in, in these moments, I have to remind myself like, hey, hey, ma'am, you are staring mm-hmm. down the barrel of 41. And mm-hmm. the way that you used to be able to 
burn the candle at both ends those days are over sister it's not yeah. it's not something that you can do and i you know it was my bad i it was me i dropped the ball i am the problem and i will be paying for that so i think this weekend i'm going to be focused on getting back on track because you know when you when you are tired like this you don't just make it up for it in one night <clears throat> no you no, need you, you need some consecutive nights of solid rest, and so thankfully, uh, I'm going to. I'm, I have a couple of days where I'm here in town. I'll be in mm. town all week this week, and so I'm going to order some groceries. This is going to be a week of sort of recalibrating. Yes, uh, I'm going to clean my house and cook my food and just rejuvenate, get some energy, yes. pour back into myself a little bit. I'm very much looking cook forward your chili, to that. Cook, cook my your chili, Sunday, your pork cook roast, my Sunday dinner, and mm-hmm. you know just just take care, take care of me a bit. So I'm looking forward to that rest and recharge of a weekend that I so richly deserve. Yeah, y'all have to head down to the pre-show to hear Kia and I talk about. Sunday dinner <laughs> like extensively more so than we've been talking about it because we need we're it. in that era we're we, in a Sunday this is our Sunday era. dinner era we are absolutely mm-hmm. in our Sunday din- dinner era we are holding tightly to the way that we were raised we don't yeah. want to lose it and so yeah. we are are committing to doing that and I actually love it for us if I'll be honest with you I do too. Please, love I love this era. What do you mean? Having As such a matter time. of fact, we're getting ready to head on over to our guests. But before we go there, um, I was t- actually talking to her on the phone the I other day. It. And so it was like 11 a.m. or mm-hmm. 10 a.m. or something like that. And so uh, we were touching base about something. And I said, I said, so what you about to do? She goes, I think I'm going to fry me up a little shrimp for lunch and i was like see this is this is the era this is that i are. love i love this this for is us. where we are because when i was watching pose the you know i like to revisit pose every now and again I as just you should because it was a, it's a great show. show i love it fascinating and so uh Pratel went home to, to visit his mother and so he's home and his mother goes, well, I was just going to fry up a little catfish for lunch. <laughs> and, so, and so when she said she was about to fry up some shrimp for lunch, I said, yo, let me tell you something. I love, that speaks to my soul. I love when grandmas used to like make a meal for lunch in the middle of the day and make it sound like it's nothing. Yes. Well, I was just going to whip up a little chicken and mashed potatoes. You know, Are you hungry? I just wanted so, like, a little something. Well, make me a little, like on Wedding to Excel. Figure out, make me a Little, little sweet potato smack and cheese, a little yeah. smothered rice, a little smothered chicken and rice. What you want? You can have. Would you, you like want? some? You can have some. It's just a little cabbage. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then she sashayed away. Yes, I hope he's not watching me. I hope he's not watching. It was. He is okay. Period. I love Loretta Divine. She is a gem. A treasure. Okay, give a her national her flowers treasure. while she's still here. Absolutely. But um, but yes, back. So our guest said she was about to fry up some shrimp, and I told her I love this era where we are in life, and I think that this is all encompassing with everything we've been talking about. When you want something, I just you just love make where it. We are. That's you where just we are. make it. You just make it. You know. Okay. And who said you have to have a sandwich for lunch? We grown now. If you want some fried shrimp in the middle of the day, well, bitch, congratulations. It is true. I remember like my girl used to come home for school on Friday and my grandma would be like, you know, I just made some chicken livers. I don't eat those. 
But my grandma would, I don't eat those, but she would, on Friday, it would be nothing for her to be, to call my mama at work and be like, I made us some chicken livers <laughs> and white bread. We gonna have some chicken livers and light bread. Oh, I she think, would fry them? She would fry them and she would yep. eat them with some light bread. She would, I made some yep. hot dogs for the kids and I'm just gonna yep. have, we gonna have some chicken livers and white bread. And I, yep. I never, I don't eat those, but I just know no. that that was something that, she would do. And I love that I'm in the era where where it's like, you know what? I think I will fry me up a piece of catfish this evening. Yep. I believe With I will With some white bread. Because I can. Oh, and that's my business. My meal I was about to say, tonight. maybe I won't have chili tonight. Let me see. Damn. I don't want that soup. I already ordered the groceries. Mm. I want some fried catfish. I need. I might. I might take a. I might take a stroll down. If they got some catfish in the thing at the Wegmans, it might be that. I'm not going to hold you. I might I could make chili tomorrow. Fish market on the way home. Be could like, make some chili uh, bro, tomorrow. Can you stop picking some fried? I might. Fish? I just might. Just mm. might take a trip down to the Wegmans to give me some. See if they and got. See, if I they already got have some. some peanut oil on the stove covered because I made those French fries last night. So I could make some more French oh, fries. French fries and. Mm, you I've know, fish fries. Frying fish is one. a Friday thing. It's a Friday thing, right? Like I should have a piece of fried fish. If if you can get one, I will I will you can make that soup tomorrow, sister. It's anytime. That zupa right. it's not going nowhere. The, the zupa Tuscana. No. So that, I put it in the freezer. <laughs> you cannot. I mean, you can honestly start that Saturday and it'll be good and ready by Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? Start that I, in the daytime. Ooh, I think I might. And I and I think I'm going to make me some fried catfish. It's not going to take no time to fry no fish tonight. It's not going to take no time at all. Wegmans is going to get two orders from me and be like, what is this bitch doing? I know. I might. I'm just <laughs> opening up. You like opens tab down to the Instacart right now. Like, dang. Pardon me. Literally, that's what I'm about to do. Well, with that being said, we'll take a little break and we're going to head on over to this kitchen table talk. Make sure you all enjoy and listen closely because now it is the season for us to be supporting these black owned businesses. Truly. And we got to keep some things in mind. So let's continue our Creatives Among Us series as we talk to Bonnie Scott. I love it. Not indulging this time of year is a crime in my eyes. And you know me, I'm never going to pass up on anything delicious. But then there are those nights after all that holiday fun and all that indulgence that I really just need to nourish my body with real ingredients and thankfully, with Daily Harvest, I'm getting the best of both worlds. Daily Harvest helps me keep my stomach and my freezer full by delivering my favorite fruit and veggie packed meals right to my door. The convenience of it all. And you've got to try Daily Harvest New Edition for dinner. I'm talking pasta, all of our favorite. Think pesto, bolognese, primavera, but with a lot more veggies and a lot less work. Their pasta is gluten-free, dairy-free, and ready in under 10 minutes. And with little time on the calendar between the holiday feasts and the parties and the shindigs, I get easy-to-prep options for other times of day, too. I'm talking smoothies and harvest bowls and soups from Daily Harvest. I never have to think about what to cook, and I get to skip all that chopping, shopping, and post-cleaning cook-up, all right? Speaking of soups, I had one for lunch a tomato and zucchini minestrone. I threw a little dollop of a little extra seasoning in there, topped it off with some chili flakes. I was taken care of. Belly was warm. Belly was full. And the new pesto pasta option? Don't play with it. By using recyclable or compostable packaging, Daily Harvest is doing their best to take care of our earth, which helps me limit my waste. And I feel good. I feel good about what I'm contributing to. 
Get the best of both worlds with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash G-E-T-T-I-N to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash G-E-T-T-I-N for up to $65 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash getting. Welcome back to the kitchen table. Uh, Once again, once again, we have a very special guest in the house. You all know we've been doing the Creatives Among Us series. And so we have creatives of various backgrounds. We talked to Amber. We talked to Spree. And today we get to talk to my sister of many, many years, over a decade, um, we're going to call her Bonnie Scotch today. Yes, Bonnie Scotch yes, is in the building. Welcome to the kitchen table. Boo. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor. It's a huge honor to be here. So thank you so much. We are so blessed to have you here. Now, let me give you all just a little bit of uh, context. Um so you might hear me call her Kit. That's because that's just what it is. You may not call her Kit. You call her Bonnie. <laughs> and if you have seen when Kia and I were uh, had our news feature and I had on an amazing crochet duster. Okay. You've seen yes, me in my crochet bucket hats and in my cowrie shell earrings. And all of that is formerly of the house of adornment of architect. Now Casa Bonnie. Yes. Bonnie Scotch in the building. Welcome, boo. Introduce the yes, people ma'am. to the people how you want to be introduced. So my stage name is Bonnie Scotch, but I mean, if you already call me Kit, that's completely fine. But um, just in this phase of like kind of like rebirthing myself and presenting myself to the world in a new way, I wanted to give myself a name and Bonnie Scotch was just appropriate to house everything that I was doing. So thank you so much for having me again. We're so happy you're here. Now tell us, tell us, Kitty Boo, what... Mm -hmm. Is where does but the name Bonnie Scotch come from? So Bonnie Scotch is kind of like a play on Scotch bonnet pepper. You know, I have a Caribbean background. My folks are from Barbados and Trinidad. So it was kind of it was a little Caribbean. It was a little RuPaul's Drag Race inspired <laughs> as well. Like trying to, you know how they put names together in a real cute and fun way. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a play on that. So that's how that was birthed. I love that. Thank you. Now you are a multifaceted creative. You have yes, you 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 dabble in everything, and you're everything, very honey. very good at it. So tell Thank us you. what all falls under Casabani, the house of house of Scotch. House of Scotch. <laughs> so right now, I am primarily focused on crochet wear. So I've been making crochet garments for the past three years. I'm also a jewelry designer. I've been doing that for over 10 years now. Um, A lot of people know me from when I was a musician, when I was like writing hooks for science and all of those things. Um, I'm also a licensed cosmetologist, makeup artist, hairstylist. I graduated class of 2016. So there's a lot going on with me. (laughs) You know what I mean? I do a lot, but I think it all makes sense. It all falls, you know, all of these worlds to me are married um, in -hmm. some respect. They all hold hands. They all go together. And, you know, I try to just honor every creative era that I'm in. There will, there will be plenty other eras to come, but as of right now, crochet wear is like really taking 
the top spot. I'm kind of like obsessed with it. So I love yeah. that. We've, we've been talking about eras, haven't we, Kia, recently? We have. And I'm curious uh, to know what is like, you know, why crochet? I feel like, you know, that's something that has sort of ebbed and flowed in terms of sort of its mainstream popularity. But it's something that I think right. has been always been authentic to people of color. So tell me what it is about crochet that was appealing to you. Thank you for asking. So when I first started, it was kind of like a a situation that was born out of necessity because at the time when I was interested in it, I was primarily doing a lot of makeup looks and I was shooting myself kind of from the top up and I was buying crochet pieces here and there. And I have this spirit of if I can make it myself or do it myself, I'm going to try to do it. So I was like, maybe I can make myself a couple of tops. I don't got to go out and buy all these things. So I started to learn how to do it. And when I first set out to do it, I had no idea what I was doing. And I kind of had to humble myself and be like, okay, I have to become a student to this thing. It's not something that I was able to pick up really fast right away. I really had to put in some work and some time into it. But when I started to get the swing of it, it really took off because I was making tops and then other people were like, well, now I want one of those. Mm -hmm. And then it started to evolve into, okay, what else can I make? What can I challenge myself with? And I'm I'm aware that it has uh, a strong history with Black people crocheting and quilting and things like that. Um, Black people used to put like escape routes on maps on the quilts and hang them outside of their houses to let other people know kind of what the situation was, what was going on, where there was danger in the area, different things like that. Um, So I'm just happy to take up the tradition and, you know, be in it. So, yeah. I love that you added a spiritual element to it and that you actually look into the history of it because Mm -hmm. oftentimes people will pick things, especially today, People will pick things up just, you know, out of habit or I, right. I need to get something to get, you know, I need a hobby. I need something to keep myself busy. And we need to also understand the foundation of where these things come from, especially yes. how they relate to us as a people. Um, so you mentioned that you you started this. You didn't know what you were doing. Right. And you've also mentioned to us all these different all these different multifaceted creative ways that you express yourself. Yeah. Let's, let's go back a little bit. Let's take it back mm-hmm. to, to the origin. What's your origin story? Cause you are my sister in many ways. What's your, where do you come from? How mm-hmm. did all of this start? How did you go, flow through these eras? Take us back. Okay. Let's go back. So I am from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised blah, blah. in kind of like blah, blah, Flatbush Crown Heights area. So as you know, there is such a rich history Mm -hmm. and culture in those areas. A lot of Caribbean folks, a lot of different influences. So, you know, when I think back to how I started as a creative, I was just surrounded by so many creative people. Mm -hmm. My mom was throwing me in dance class. She was sending me to um, different summer camps where I was exposed to different cultures as well. So I always had my hand in something creative. I was a theater kid. I was always involved in something. And um, with music, it was kind of one of those things where I was, you know, the only girl with the guys 
rapping and beating on the lunch tables and, you know, getting myself in there and fitting in where I could fit in. And it kind of took off from there. I was like rapping all throughout high school. I continued through college. I had a few musical groups that kind of supported me through that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I go with whatever creative whim I'm feeling at that time. I really do my best to honor that. Um, I started learning how to spin on vinyl in my early 20s. I was really doing everything. Mm. Whatever I could get my hands on that I was interested in, I was doing that. So growing up in Brooklyn, having all of this Caribbean culture with me, I'm very inspired by like the dance hall queens of that time Mm -hmm. and Black femmes from the 90s and the Y2K period. So I, I try to recreate those like video vixen moments a little bit and try to splash that into my style. But um, yeah, that's kind of how that got started. Just kind of looking around me, music and culture, it was just, it always surrounded me. There was really no way for me to get around that. So I think I was like born into that environment. And it seems like you fully embraced that. Um, You know, you, you've, even with you mentioning all these things that you, that you have not dipped your, your toe in, but like your whole legs, like really just kind of <laughs> yeah. like wadded through. Um, yes, what would you tell to somebody, somebody young coming up who wants to explore so many different er- creative eras of themselves when they feel like they're exuding so many things and people are telling them focus on one thing? What would you tell them? I would say just do your research and, you know, stay focused on what it is that you want to do. Because essentially it's your life and nobody else can live it for you. You know, people will say a lot of different things. And I think for myself personally, I've always heard like, you know, um, what's the phrase? Jack of all trades, Mm -hmm. master of none. And I feel like that's a phrase that keeps people small and it keeps people from going out and trying new things. And the way you figure out who you are is by researching, by trying new things, by, I mean, that's not to say that you have to stick with everything. You may not like it, but I feel like as long as you give it an honest try, then you're on, you're honoring your creative voice. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really important that you do that. Um, because for me, I, I just don't like living in a space of regret or living in a, in a way where I feel like, dang, I wish I tried that or dang, I wish I committed to that when I could just give it that time and that space, mm-hmm. you know? So it is a commitment, um, to embark on something creative. And like I was saying before, like you really do have to humble yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, and be willing to be like a humble student to start at the beginning to, learn all of the, like when I was starting crochet, I had to learn all of these terms. I had to learn all of these things that I didn't know, slip stitches and double crochet and treble crochet. So you have to start small. You have to start with tiny projects so that you can build your confidence and say, okay, I did this. I accomplished these things. Now I can approach things that are are a little bit more challenging. Mm -hmm. So stay encouraged. And sometimes you're going to have to be that encouragement for yourself. Cause sometimes people be looking at me like you do too much, sis, you do a lot. And I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's me at the end of the day, like my inner child is she's leading the show. It's whatever she wants to do. Mm -hmm. I have to honor whatever she wants to do. So that's just where I'm at with it. 
You know, I think that that is a very powerful mm-hmm. perspective to have. I know many people struggle, whether it be sort of that fear around sort of bucking convention or, uh, you know, some people may argue that, you know, there's some stability in sort of, I guess, more conventional paths as opposed to just letting uh, yourself um, sort of evolve as you have described. Have you always had that courage to just be yourself despite societal pressures or any expectations that people may put upon you to be anything else? How, How did you get to this place of just fully allowing your inner child to be at the helm of who you are? That's a great question because I feel like for me, it was something that I had a lot a lot of confidence as a child because my family was so encouraging of everything that I did. I was one of those kids that I was like putting on productions from my family. So I was choreographing dances with my little sister. She hated me, <laughs> mind you, because we're seven <laughs> years apart. She's seven years younger than me. So I would be choreographing these things and always like putting on a show. And so I always had that confidence as a kid, especially as a theater kid. When I played, I think it was Queen, I think it was like Queen Elizabeth and Richard III. You couldn't tell me I wasn't Angela Bassett. Like I just always had that confidence (laughs) because the adults in my life really, they really gassed it. And so I carried that with me for a long time. And the time that it started to wane, I noticed was at some time in my 20s. And that was because I was dealing with people, dealing with relationships that kind of um, threw my confidence off. Mm -hmm. So I had a hard time kind of seeing myself as I really was, which was this highly creative person. And so for a while I was kind of in a depression because I had trouble seeing myself accurately, Mm. but I was still pushing through, still wanting to do things creative. So, you know, I went to school because I was like, you know what, let me take up a trade. It'll make things official. And um, I think God and my ancestors had other plans for me. So, you know, I knew that my confidence was kind of back and forth and I was doing like a lot of affirmation work, a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of praying, a lot of like lighting a candle for myself for like the courage and um, like self-encouragement because I was aware that I didn't have that same childlike spirit Mm -hmm. that I always had at some point in my life. So it was a fight. Mm -hmm. It was a fight. I will say that at some point. And then things started to get easier. And I was like, I got to the place where I was like, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Just do it because if you get to age 60, And you're like, I should have done that. You know, you're going to really regret not taking up space in the ways that you wanted to. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to get to future me and be cussing out past me for not doing things. It's like I have all of these resources. I have so many friends that are creative that want to support me, that see it for me, that are calling me to the stage. It's like there's a disconnect in how I'm seeing myself and I really need to do the work to honor who I truly am, even though I'm not fully seeing it. Mm-hmm. I hope that no, answered the question. Did. I think there's so, yeah, there's okay. so much messaging to sort of pivot us. Uh, there's so much messaging, especially for black women around, you know, playing it safe. 
uh, doing mm-hmm. the right things, doing the things that are yeah. expected of us. And I think you uh, have beautifully shared the tension that you've n- navigated um, and, you know, how you've conquered those pressures and really uh, stepped into a place of ownership of who you are. And I think that that's very powerful. Um, and I think that it plays out in your business. So talk to us how about how that um, shapes you know, uh, Bonnie Scotch, the brand, how does that, this notion of, of, um, being authentic and seeing yourself in the fullness of who you are, as opposed to playing it small, how does that, um, how does that make manifests in, in Bonnie Scotch? So I've come to understand over the years that I am my brand. I am my muse, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so much of my business revolves around my whims and how I choose to present myself to the world and dress myself up. And so I think there is a special power in that. And people like that where they go out into the world and the brand is them. It's who they are. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just try to trust that as an artist, whatever my whims are, people are going to like it or they won't. Everything is not going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of in a space where I'm like, okay, I know that I'm experiencing some tension with the crochet wear specifically, because on one hand, I'm hearing a lot of messages about pay black women, protect black women, <laughs> black women, know your worth mm-hmm. and add tax. And then when I charge what's appropriate, People are skinning up their faces. Sometimes in my community, I'm getting a little bit of tension about, you know, what I'm charging. And I put a lot of work and a lot of hours into this and a lot of self-love. And so it's really important for me to hold firm to my voice, but also I'm learning how to pivot. So I'm graduating from having so many physical offerings out there and trying to move more into the digital space. So I'm learning how to write patterns and I'll be, you know, presenting private links on YouTube so that people can learn how to make like a bolero or learn how to make a dress Mm -hmm. or a jacket or whatever the case is. So I'm just learning that everything is not for everybody Mm -hmm. and I have to make my life as easy as possible. So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like because my creative life has really sustained me, mm-hmm. you know, over the past few years. And it's such a blessing, but I kind of got to go with the times, kind of got to move as things are moving. So learning how to write these patterns and presenting more digital products and figuring out how to present myself more in a digital space. I have a YouTube channel now, so I've been like putting out some tutorials here and there and trying to see what sticks. But, um, yeah, I understand that I'm the brand and at the end of the day, it's about me. It's about what I want to do. And the people who love me and are for me are going to find me. And I find that they usually do. My tribe always finds me. That's a prayer that I have. I always pray that the people that are for me will find me. The spirits that resonate me will find me with ease. And it's been insane because they always show up with so much love and I know that it's an answered prayer. So that's kind of what that is. I think that my, my spiritual practices have been such a big part of 
how I've been able to sustain myself as a creative because when you speak to God, you speak to your ancestors and you really ground yourself in your own foundation of, okay, I know I have the power of my ancestral gifts. It really gives you a different kind of like... Mm. Mm-hmm. Battery in oh. your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a different type of battery. And before I, you know, built that relationship, I kind of felt like I was flailing. I felt a little bit more unsure. And now I'm just like, no, 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 no. This is this is their thing. This is my thing. Their blood is running through mm. me. So it it's really important that I honor that and honor their gifts because if I'm undercharging, I'm still playing small. Mm. And I got to take care of my people. I got to take care of myself. You, you, you just said several things. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, going back to the messaging about paying black women, supporting black business, and then bringing it up to what you just said about this being a, a, a heart, a heart business. This is not yeah. a business that is just in a factory and it's a bunch of people that have been hired for, you know, $2.14 an hour. I'm a one woman show. You are a one woman show. And you are also doing these things, like you said, from, from your bloodline, from your, from your ancestors, from your spirit, from your heart. Um, I want you to speak a little bit more to that because I, I know that you've faced some criticism recently. You, and Mm -hmm. you mentioned it briefly about pricing and let's right. talk about the difference in how in this work and the intention behind this work, but also the physical labor that goes into this work and why you're not going to charge $12 for a bolero. Girl, so the thing is, is that, you know, so many people, so many cro- crochet artists, they either don't sell their their work because they know that the prices are going to be through the roof, you know, for these blankets and people put hours and hours and hours into their work. I mean, I've experienced wrist pain and hand pain. I know a lot of other crocheters and knitters do this as well. And that's also part of the reason that I'm wanting to move into the more digital space. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like putting so much wear and tear on my body, but it's been really interesting because You know, on one hand, online, I get so much love and so many people encouraging me and telling me, girl, you're not charging enough. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then there are people, you know, I've seen snarky remarks online and I've heard people in my community saying, well, don't you think you should lower your price? I heard some girl online was talking about, oh, I can get this for $15 on Shein. Let's pull over for a second and talk about that. Because Shein is stealing designs Mm -hmm. from small artists like myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've seen Shein do that with crochet artists that I follow. Not only that, but I'm not going to name names. Some of these fashion houses that y'all love to go out and support mm-hmm. are stealing from the small artists like us as well. Mm-hmm. They're down in the hashtags. They're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They're lurking. They're following us. Oh, and yeah. they are putting exact replicas of things that we have made online on sale. So you'll go out and you'll buy it for $700, $800. Yep. You know, $3,200, whatever, because you want the look and they're stealing from us. So we asked for, you know, a little hundred dollars for a bucket, but y'all will go and pay 
somebody else seven hundred dollars for the name, or you'll pay fifteen dollars. Or for you know, from somebody who's facing a Rico Rico, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, ain't no Rico over here. <laughs> but those are these are important things that we need to keep in mind, especially yes. as black consumers, especially living in a capitalistic society that yes. that a lot of us can't escape out. Right? This is this is the society that we live in, but there are ways that we can move with some integrity through that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether you know, whether that is if you got it then support the small business as opposed right. to the Balenciaga or whoever, you know, right. if you don't got it, well then you know what? Support when you get it, mm-hmm. but shut your and mouth. Don't make, <laughs> check your mouth. Don't be disrespectful. Don't make disparaging remarks about what people choose to price their offerings. You know what I'm saying? I remember the days when people would see something that's out of their price range and say, well, that's not for me or they will budget. They'll save and go and get the nice thing that they really like. But just, just the disrespect that I've encountered was just really shocking to me. Mm-hmm. And in the world of like just getting so much encouragement online, um, when I posted that kimono jacket that um, I made the second version for you, mm-hmm. the 2.0, mm-hmm. I got so much love. It was insane. So I had it priced for something really low and people were hitting me up like, are you crazy? Mm. Take that down right now. Reprice it. Like, you know, so Mm -hmm. I was getting a lot of that love. And then I was also getting like some, don't you think that's too much? So it was a lot of like Mm -hmm. back and forth. And it kind of made me feel like, am I doing the right thing? Mm -hmm. And I don't like being kind of in the middle of that. And I was just like, you know what? I know the hours I put into this. I know the time that I put into this. I'm going to hold firm Mm -hmm. and stick to this. Because people can't run and dictate what I do. It's about me at the end of the day. I know the time that I put into this. I know the hours. I know the love, Mm -hmm. the prayers that I put into these garments when I send them out. Mm -hmm. So I think that other artists should be holding firm. Actually, can I share a quote with you all? Absolutely. That I saw the other day. Um, This is from... (laughs) This is from somebody on Twitter. Their name is Joan Taw. Mm-hmm. And they said, a paintbrush, a paintbrush, excuse me, a paintbrush costs $40. And you think that artist is finna make you a portrait for $200. Mm. I said, come on, somebody. <laughs> I know that's right. Come on. Materials, time, time alone. Yeah. People don't realize. The time. Think about when you go to your job and you sit at your job for eight plus hours a day. You right. know, and all the things that you're doing. You may not walk away with a crochet sweater, but think about right. another person where this is their job. And this, this they're right. sitting in there and they're putting this this physical, this physical and this intention into into this thing. Do you have a process? Because I think, you know, as a consumer, it's easy to lose sight of, of what goes into the construction and creation of a thing. Um, and so just curious as the creator, do you have a process that will sort of guide you, um, in, um, you know, pricing? Uh, I think that this is something that folks who are not entrepreneurs, um, like you said, we don't recognize all that, all of the moving parts that, that, and, and it's easy to think that, you know, you're just over there 
pulling a price out of the sky when in actuality it is probably tied to some very concrete things. So walk us through the process that you as the creator sort of negotiates as you are thinking, what is the value of this thing that I created? Right. So one thing that I like to consider is with the identity, with the DNA of my work, my work is extremely colorful. Mm -hmm. That is a part of my brand identity, mixing colors, mixing patterns. So that requires a lot of yarn, Mm -hmm. right? So I factor in the cost of the yarn. I factor in how much time it takes me to do something, right? So time is really the biggest factor. And it's really those hours that you can't get back. There's a... um, a black spiritualist, her name is Juju Bay, who I love. And she said something that always rung for me. And she said, you know, the gift is free, but my time is not, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of something that I've had to incorporate into my work. I'm like, okay, if I sat here for eight hours, 10 hours, if it cost me 20 hours to do something, if it took me a week mm-hmm. to build up enough patches <coughs> to be able to make a jacket or two weeks or whatever the case is, right? Mm-hmm. What is a reasonable compensation mm-hmm. if I'm going into work, if I'm punching in for the day, mm-hmm. right? And I'm doing that work. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing, right? When I think to myself, if I'm going in to say I work at Nordstrom or whatever, what do I expect my pay to be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I worked for these many hours a day, if I worked for these many hours mm-hmm. a week, mm-hmm. if I, you know, if it took me a week to make something, why would I then charge $50, right. $100, or $200, <laughs> like, or $200, it's a full week. Think about all mm-hmm. of the things that you all have to take care of monetarily in a Correct. week. And also Correct. what your compensation from your, imagine if your job paid you $200 for a week of work. That's a really good way of looking at it. That's the thing that I want people to think of and consider because even though entrepreneurs come from this creative background, the work and the time that we put into something is, is still valid. It's still valuable. And I want artists and crocheters specifically to get out of the mindset of thinking that, okay, nobody's going to pay this. So I have to undercharge because I see some prices out there that I'm like, you know what? It's messing up the game for all of us Mm -hmm. because people don't have an accurate idea of the work that you put in, the hours that you put into a garment. So honor your time, Mm -hmm. really. Like, do you have respect for your time? That's something that I had to ask myself. I'm like, am I respecting my time Mm -hmm. truly? Because if Nordstrom tried to pay me $50 for a week of work, it would be picket lines and picket signs. We'd be tearing the place up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You get what I'm saying? So you have to have that respect for yourself as a corporate, like as a corporation would as a business, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, it's really about holding firm. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that applies to so many different fields as well for people who are not in conventional spaces or corporate spaces. Um, I had somebody call me recently and I know she didn't know. So I broke it down for her. She was like, can you, this is some, a friend of mine was quoted this for catering. And she was like, do you think I I just want to make sure she's not being robbed. 
So when I looked at the number and I was like, how many people was, is it for, you know, like what, it, what all comes along with this? When she broke it down for me, I said, you let your friend know that she's getting an extremely good price. I was like, because okay. I need you to keep in mind that these caterers or these chefs, they have to go out, they have to source things. They have to build out menus. They have to make sure that each head yep. is accommodated. They have to make sure that there's materials in order to set these things up. I like this. They have to get to the place. There's so much more than just uh, 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 a pan of rice and a pan of chicken that, you right. know, that, and that's all that people really see. And they don't understand all the ins and outs that go in behind the scenes. So I appreciate right. you breaking that down for, for, for consumers like ourselves who don't understand what the process is and can fairly assess what's happening. And that also shows you what a problem that is in fast fashion, right? When we're right. paying $60 for something, when I we know that there is some time and some things going into that, that means somebody's getting underpaid somewhere. Yes. I mean, it took me maybe around seven weeks to make your jacket. Mm-hmm. I believe you know what I'm it. saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was to the point where I was like, okay, I had to map out exactly what I had to do. I told myself in order to not tire myself out, I have to make this many squares a day to be able to meet this goal. Like it's, it's really about pacing. It's really about like knowing what you can do, Mm -hmm. not killing yourself with work. I mean, you know that I've experienced risk problems and I have to be very intentional about the rest that I take, about the breaks that I take as well, because You know, I'm only one person. I don't have two extra arms. I don't have like, you know, in the Jetsons, how they had Susie, that robotic lady just (laughs) roaming around the house doing things for them. Rosie. Rosie, yes. Oh, my God. Couldn't we all use a Rosie right now? Where's my Rosie? (laughs) But I don't have that resource. Like, it's really just me doing everything. And I have to really, like, respect myself. And also, like, I've rubbed up against some resentment because I was undercharging a little bit for a while. And so some people got away with some really nice things for a really great price. And I don't want to have that battle with myself. I don't want to be up against myself Mm. fighting Mm. about, well, damn, you should have, you should have not charged that. Mm -hmm. That, that was inappropriate. You know what I mean? And now you have to move some things around because you actually came out of pocket Mm. in this situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a lot to watch. There's a lot to consider. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and I like that you have these conversations with yourself. It seems like you found a really good grounding place and how you handle your business with integrity, but also honoring yourself, honoring those who are purchasing things from you um, and just you're very intentional with with every moving part of how you do everything. And that's why I love it. It's not just about the fits and the drip. I got I personally have one more question for you. And then if Kia has anything, please feel free, sis. Um, You are in a transition space. You told us at the very top of Mm -hmm. this uh, moving and figuring out how to streamline, which I think Mm -hmm. is so important to mention, especially for for people in general, not just creatives, but people in general, because we all face transition. Um, What would you offer another creative person, though? who might be in the midst of a, of a big transition such as yourself? I would say, you know, at this point for me, it's really important to have like accountability partners, right? So I have a couple of friends that are creative that 
when things start getting a little crazy for me or get into my head, I kind of have to ground myself with people that love me mm-hmm. and, you know, talk through the process and make a plan. You have to make a plan and, you know, execute. You know what I'm saying? So I would say write things down, figure out what it is that you need to do and cross things off your list one by one, because everything is not going to get done in a day. And as a creative, it's really important that, you know, I think sometimes like we overwhelm ourselves with really small details Mm -hmm. and um, it's really important to have a grounding practice. So talk to people that you love and figure out, okay, how can I streamline this? I have a, a really good friend that we both started our YouTube channels around the same time. So we kind of talk every once in a while, kind of touch base. We compare our analytics. We notice things that are trending and we're like, okay, we have to move more in this direction, mm-hmm. even though we wanted to do this. Sometimes it helps to have a sounding board. So having people that you love and trust, like a small board of directors is going to really be a savior for you. And I'm blessed to have that community with me because to me, it's like a stack of papers in my head and they're just everywhere. Mm -hmm. And my friends help me like compile things and, and file things in the correct place and put them in drawers. And I'm like, okay, all right. Monday is going to be this day. Mm -hmm. It's going to be my, my administrative day. Tuesday is the day that I am going to be filming, recording content. Wednesday is going to be the day that I edit. So as an, as a creative, it's important that you create a schedule for yourself and figure out what works for you. So like Fridays, you know, it's like a Venus day. So I like to do things that are beauty related mm. on a Friday. So you, you'll figure out what a schedule looks like for you and really commit to that. And I think once you push past like the discomfort of the unknown and you see that there are big rewards waiting for you on the other side of it. And you just have to push past the fear and push past the doubt and ground yourself with your friends and the people that love you. Everything is okay. Mm. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You'll be fine. I love a village, honey. A village is so important. We talk about it all the time. It, it really keeps me going. It keeps me grounded. It, it keeps me safe and, you know, remembering why I'm doing the things that I do because there's a lot going on in the world. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have really good months. Sometimes you have slow months and, um, you know, you just have to keep what's important at the forefront, Mm -hmm. which is the fact that even if you weren't making money off of these things, you would still be doing them because you love them. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in the front of the picture. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing Thank this. You. Especially yeah. um how you've authentically just been so open about uh the ups and the downs of this process mm-hmm. and you know your highs, your lows, the things that you've learned along the way, things you're continuing to learn as you sort of pivot and transition into the next phases of your of your work and your career. So thank you for coming and sharing with us and with our audience. And yes. we know. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, we know. Uh, thank you for giving us some insight into all of the labor um, and intention that goes into what it is that you produce um, and share with the world. So we're honored that you would be here to share with us and let the people know how they might be able to support you if that's something they want to do. 
Yeah, holiday Thank season you. is upon us. Tell us what what holiday season is coming up. So I will definitely be putting some new items in my Etsy shop. So that's adornmentarchitect.etsy.com. If you would like to support, I'm putting up some like holiday hairpins. I'll be putting up some accessories and things like that. I know people are crazy about those little holiday knickknacks. So I'm looking forward to uh, presenting some new offerings to you all. And if you all decide that, you know, maybe some, some of these things are not for me, I would love it if you could subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash at Casabani. But you can also find me everywhere at Bonnie Scotch. If you search me on YouTube at, you know, Bonnie Scotch, you'll find that. But I'm trying to get my YouTube channel off the ground, trying to get her monetized and, you know, just really focus on tutorials and more digital items. So um, it's been a pleasure to be here. You all have such a wonderful platform. I am honored to be here. Oh, we're honored to and have you. thank you so much for having me. We're thank you. Honored thank to you. have you. A million times over. All those links mentioned will be in the description box. So for sure. Do not email us asking us where they at. Do not. They will be in the description box. It is updated every single week each for your one. listening pleasure. Each and every week. And with yes. each and every week. Thank you so much, Boo. And we will make sure that these people come out and they support you and subscribe yes. to the YouTube. And we subscribe to the YouTube. And we all yes. going to learn how to make bolero jackets. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Thank you. The leaves are turning, the weather is cooling, and you guessed it, honey, pumpkin, spiced, everything is in the air. Fall vibes are now vibing and trending. Whatever you're into this fall, you can find it at Walmart. Entertaining, gorgeous fall-inspired rose gold flatware will take that potluck up a notch. And greet your guests in style in an internally classic sweater dress with a bold red lip. Tailgating, homecomings, apple pickings, grab a chunky sweater and some luxe loafers for an elevated fall outing. Or pair that dark and moody floral print dress with a modern boot for the perfect low-key glam look for any fall occasion. Stay in for a cozy evening at home with the beautiful pillar and scented candles in warm and earthy colors. Fleece blankets, velvet throw pillows, and the perfect at-home self-care from the beloved brands uh, like Elf, Kristen S., Bubble, Dossier, and Skin Proud. Whatever you're into this fall, it's now trending at Walmart. Head to the Walmart app to shop right now. I deserve okay, it is time for Black People's Self-Care Slash. I know that's yes. right. And I have to say, I treated myself. Oh, treat yourself. You know, I had gotten away for a while um, and things had gotten in disarray just due to busy. Mm -hmm. But I got my cleaning lady back. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, You know, man. I swear by Shout it. out to her. Swear. That's mm. one thing that I don't, I don't regret. You know, one, that, you know I yeah. don't feel no, oh, no, no way never. about it. Okay? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Shout out to mm -mm. all of the cleaning people of America helping me to live my best life. Sister. Yes, indeed. And she cleans yes. down and she came in here. She ain't been here in a minute. And obviously, you know, I clean my own Period. house. But there is just something about you being able to go get something else done. Hard, hard and reset. knowing that you're going to come out to like the just the most open, freshest, just 
Sometimes. Adjusting. I love it. I have Zyda. Shout out to Zyda. Zyda comes every four to six weeks and just helps me with Mm -hmm. the hard, you know, baseboards, Mm -hmm. cleaning out the refrigerator, cleaning out the refrigerator, cleaning out the oven, getting all, you know, I can Mm -hmm. maintain. Um, but she just sort of helps me to sort of re hard hard refresh your house every four yes. weeks or so. Um, yes. And it is literally money well spent. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Because it just gives you and something mm-hmm. about I love it's one of my favorite things, especially after I cook or something, clean up the kitchen. I love going up the stairs, looking out, looking down over a clean kitchen. <laughs> look, at, look at me like, yeah. look, at, look at this clean that, it just, house. You, it just look, hits look different. I come down house. my hallway and I just stand in my dining room and look at everything. I like, just uh, standing on these steps and just looking at how clean this house is makes me feel like I have accomplished so much. And I yes. love that for you. Oh. I love that for you. I love that for mm-hmm. me too. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I love... Not tilapia, mm-hmm. catfish. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. We are not playing around with that Tyler Perry. That's what Cortez used to call it, tilapia, Tyler Perry. Tyler, <laughs> and that's what I still call it to this day because of Cortez. Like, not Tyler Perry and because of Jennifer Lewis. I'd be like, trash fish! <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. I, you, I, as you all can see from the intro, I am currently on the app. Trying to make sure that my That's pivoted right. dinner is That's happening, right. um, but yeah, I got my I got Onilia back. I called Onilia and I was like, "Girl, it's been a long shouldn't time. Have left you. I shouldn't, shouldn't have left, left you. you. <laughs> I shouldn't have left okay? you without a dope beat to step to." So she came back, and it's just I'm so happy to have her back. She's gonna come bi weekly for a while during the season, and like, you know, I, it just it just really takes a little bit of pressure off. Of of all of the things that I have to do, it just makes it that much better. So, that's my self care yes. this week. I treated I myself love that. Uh, and called Onelia. I love everything about that. Uh, my uh, self care similarly is you know a treat yourself sort of thing, but a, a necessity. Mm-hmm. So I realized mm-hmm. that you know I travel quite a bit for work, and I realized uh, one day. I think I was coming back from Atlanta that I left my bonnet in in the hotel room in oh. Atlanta I was very devastated. Oh, devastated no. because you know a girl's mm. bonnet is almost like a security blanket a little bit. You know, you just I don't sleep good Absolutely. if I don't have it. You know, it's like Mm-mm. and this was Mm-mm. a bonnet Mm-mm. and uh, I uh, I think it's so so I also have come to really invest in my bonnets. Um, and even though I know I don't have but a quarter teaspoon worth of hair, but I still, (laughs) I still feel like I was just to say, you know, I said on Twitter the other day, I still treat this quarter teaspoon of hair like it's like it was when it was down my back. I still very much have my six step hair care regimen. I be in here pre-pooing this little 14 strands of hair. I, I just. It is just something that I, it's just in me to do. I'm I'm, going to invest in good products and take care of this hair that I got, even though it's short. And I, and you know, having a good bonnet situation. So I had to replace my bonnet. And I, um, I wanted to let you guys know uh, about a new bonnet sleep situation that I have come to love. There's this company, uh, I believe it's called YGN Naturals. 
they specialize Ooh. in, um, you know, swim caps for the girls. Oh. But uh, they also uh-huh. have the sleepwear collection. And I had a couple of their bonnets. My favorite one is the one that I lost, but I went back and replaced. I didn't see that that, that bonnet, but they had a new thing that I'm trying. Mm-hmm. It's a sleep turban. Uh, oh. and, and it's satin lined. But what I love about YGN Naturals is they all know that I got this little, little itty bitty childlike head, right? And so the gr- the grown Please. people's bonnets, <laughs> the adult bonnets be too big for your girl. But what I love about the YGN Naturals is that it's got this adjustable bra strap sort of apparatus sewn oh. into the bonnet, sewn into the sleep turban. And I can literally draw, like I can literally size this thing to my little itty bitty pea size head. Oh, I love it. And then you don't have to worry about falling off at night. You can make it this tight or as loose as you would like Mm. it. It's a little bit of an investment, but it's worth every penny to me because it's giving, you know, customized, this is for me. And so I went ahead and Mm -hmm. I bought two. I bought one for myself, my godmother. uh, You know, she she was just talking about how you know, she when she doesn't have her wig on, she don't want to just be wearing bonnets. She doesn't want to feel like she got to wear her wig all the time. I was like, well, girl, let's get us some That's good. Bo- let's get us some good turbans and hats and things when you need yeah. to just, when you want to go somewhere, but you don't want to, you know, put on your whole, you know, peruca. Okay. You don't want to put your whole I unit on. <laughs> you could just give yourself a little turban, a little bonnetizing. You know, I love to bonnetize, even though I don't got but... A half a teaspoon worth of hair. So yes, I got my because you're supposed to take care of your That's what my scalp. grandma said. So you're doing and my the grandma right used thing. To tell me, I don't care how much hair you you got or you ain't got. You got to take care of it. Okay, you take care Especially of your scalp. Especially as it. women of color, as black women, I don't care who, what kind of hair you got. If you don't take care of it, it's going kickball change right out your head. I don't care. I don't care. And, and do you know what I say to Noah all the time? Because you know she be trying to get by on like um, just using some mouthwash at night and i'm like girl if you don't brush those damn teeth floss and Got use your mouthwash it. so i started to i said be true to your teeth or they will be false, false to, to you, you. said so auntie kia's grandma be true to your teeth so make sure or they will be, <laughs> false, be false to you y'all to better you. write that down and now every time i say it to her she'll be like right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm holding on to these so. side teeth with everything that i got <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying my best. They're still, They're still there. And we thank God. I thank him every day. And I'm praying that he'll help me keep them and take good care of them. So do I want, do I want anything else with my You fa- got, got fish and fries. Fry. Got, you know, you get, you get fish, your, you, I got you got your Mexican shrimp. Coke. You know, you got to have that. I got my, I have mm-hmm. my Mexican Coke. I already have a bottle here. And then I got me, I have stuff to make tartar oh, sauce. Yes. I got me some crinkle fries. I was going to make some mm-hmm. homemade, but I got yes. crinkle fries because that's yes. what I want. And that's what you should I already have. have bread. I don't need no, nothing No, you got else, you some right? good white bread. I got me some good mm-hmm. bread, right, white bread. I do. It's Artisan by mm-hmm. Sarah Lee, but mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. And, uh, and I have must. Oh, I need some yellow must. Yes, French's. Not no hot not, brown. This is not a spicy brown situation. No, no. This is a, a little yellow mustard, mustard and a little white onion. Mm, hot mm-hmm. sauce. Yes, very Ooh. good. But yes, mm-hmm. that's our black women. Oh, I have white yes, onion. Black women self care. I got a new bonnet. YGN Naturals. I'm gonna get the link and that. I'm gonna put it put it in Please. the description box for you all uh, to purchase. You know, size adjustable bonnets for the little bitty head girls out there like me. You're welcome. 
I mm-hmm. love that. Thank you, sister. I'm going to get me one of those. I don't have a little bitty head. Do they yes, have bigger I'm saying ones whatever you need, the size, you can make it bigger or smaller. It's not like universal. You know how when you go down to the beauty supply place, you just get what you get. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And yeah, all of us have that um, that green bonnet with the Period. pink hearts. <laughs> but you know, they have swim caps and they have bonnets and sleep turbans. All kinds of things. So get your lives down there. Per. 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 Okay, I'm going to get Period. mine. Congratulations. Thank you. Money. All right, we'll, we're heading over to these petty peeves. I'm ready to get Let's negative. Do it. Hello, group. Raise your hand if this sounds like you. You obsessively follow that super credible health expert on TikTok. Or you take all the latest supplements your almond mom recommends, even the ones that don't taste so good going down. Or do you happen to be the one who embraces the latest diet craze that your best friend swears by, whether it's eating no carbs, all the carbs, or only carbs that grow on trees, or maybe drinking a tea that sends you into a caffeine fit for the rest of your days? (laughs) Which one are you? You listen to all these health-obsessed folks, but when was the last time you went to an actual good doctor, like in real life, with real medical experience and a stethoscope, and they knocking on your knee, hello, reflexes, working... If you have to think about it, it's time to head to ZocDoc. There are thousands of top-rated doctors on ZocDoc, and they're all listed with verified patient reviews, so you can find and book a doctor who not only has years of experience and an actual medical degree, but also gets you. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. And we're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient review doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition that you're searching for. These doctors all have verified reviews from actual, real patients, not bots. The typical wait time to see a doctor book on ZocDoc is just about 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score some same-day appointments. And once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately with just a few app taps. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. Now, listen, I have used ZocDoc now for some time, and that's how I found my dermatologist. That's how I found my OBGYN. That's how I found my primary care. That's how I found my chiropractor. I'm not playing with you. ZocDoc has actually been the best resource for not only finding doctors that meet the requirements that I need, but the locations that I need that take my insurance and they make everything easy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash grown and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash grown. ZocDoc.com slash grown. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey, honey. Okay, it's time for the petty peeves. And... I it's just have time to. Time for the percolator. <laughs> it's time for the percolator. It's time for. Have you seen that video of that little baby who asked to to listen to the percolator? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's the cutest thing in the world. Very cute. Percolator. 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 So, I, um, you know, mouth pimples are hormonal things. Yes. Um, but I got one in the corner Awful. of my mouth, like the corner, corner, the Awful. innards where you can't even see it if you don't poke it out. Mm-mm-mm. 
And it's gotten good and under my skin because of where it's located. And it's got now the right side of my mouth swollen (laughs) Mm. because it is so irritated right up under this skin. And I just curse to whatever creates a fucking pimple right fucking there. It is such in, in an inopportune place. Right. Oh, and it hurts. When well, I was brushing my teeth this morning, I went down. It's sore. It's bad. It's all bad. Mm. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to hold you. It's really bad. It's I told hard you to, to put just product because it's in little, the corner of your yes. mouth. So I think, you know, before you go to bed tonight, get your little Neosporin on a Q-tip. You can also, and just put it there before you go to bed. That should help. Throughout the day, take a little Aquaphor. Oh, Aquaphor. Mm-hmm. I've been using A and D. Yes, Aquaphor A and D. Just I think it's keeping it moist. Okay. But I think why well, I use Neosporin to sort of help because especially when it's painful, it's like helps yeah. to get that inflammation, mm. uh, addressing that inflammation, so that at the very least it will be won't be as as painful. Does A and D right, do inflammation or is it just Neosporin? I think it's just Neosporin. Let me get some. Why did I think you said A and D earlier? Let me get some Neosporin. Let me see if Wegmans has Neosporin. <laughs> I can add it to my order. <laughs> Let me get all kinds of shit from here. Yeah, well, that's my petty peeve this week. This fucking corner of the mouth pimple. Sorry if your children are in the room. This hurts. <laughs> this hurts really bad. <laughs> and it's getting on my nerves. And then, you know, if you go Google anything, you're like stubborn corner mouth pimple and they're like is it a herpes sore is it a a, a cold sore is it mouth cancer and i'm like oh bitch get off my phone now <laughs> i hate everything <laughs> i hate everything all right original neosporin they have it at wegmans i got it yes i love that but that's uh, it. That's my petty peeve. Stubborn corner mouth pimples are the worst thing to happen. My mouth is literally, if you're looking at a fucking Patreon video, my mouth is literally swollen on this side. <laughs> <laughs> it's so aggravating. Oh, I'm mouth so sorry, cancer. sister. No, you, oh, you're thank fine. you. It's, it's okay. just, it's one hormonal pimple. You will. This too shall pass. Oh, what's your petty peeve? I I would just say that, you know, like I said, I was traveling um, and I just love that, you know, there are some there are some people who don't even recognize when their racism come like, you know, how they operate mm. in racism. Mm. They'll never understand it or they'll, they won't mm. even, you know, admit it because it's not even intentional. And I think that's one of the things that we forget around, like when you have privilege, part of part of having privilege is not even acknowledging that it's a privilege because this mm-hmm. is just your norm. But, mm-hmm. you know, one of the blessings that come with, um, uh, you know, traveling for work, especially when you have long flights, one of the perks that help uh, is that we fly, we get to fly business class or first class if your flight is over a certain amount of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh-huh. when I'm coming back and forth uh, from literally from coast to coast, from, you know, one side of the country to the next. Coast to coast uh, <laughs> to, to Washington. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, I, uh, so I, I have this, this first class seat and I just think that people just look at you and assume that you're not sitting in first class. 
because of who you are, I guess. I don't know that whatever me and my rich auntie energy sweatshirt must have just indicated to these white women that there's no possible way that I could be sitting in first class. So even if I'm standing in the first class line, they just stand in front of me as if I'm not standing there and it just will never not incense me. Like it just fills me with rage because yeah, I'm five ten. I'm five ten and two hundred pounds, and there's no way you could tell me that you didn't see me. <laughs> Literally, no way that you can tell me that you did not see my very big black behind standing right here. There's no way. <laughs> so I'm standing in the line. The plane is to board at ten fifty five p.m. It's ten fifty five p.m. I'm standing in my in the in the line for my boarding group. I happen to be the first person there. So that when the gate agent opens up the boarding, I can proceed mm-hmm. through the gate and onto the plane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not one, not two, but three uh-huh. white people come and stand directly in front of me. <gasps> I mean, and just standing there. And said, excuse me, and just stood in front of me as if I was not standing there at all. What's your response to these things when they happen? And uh, I, uh, I, I had to pause mm-hmm, <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to be Fair. on nobody's no fly list ever in my life. No, indeed, honey, not that. <laughs> so I paused and I took a beat and then I said, excuse me. Like, and then I proceeded to walk around them. Mm. And so they're standing there looking like, what? And I'm like, wow, you know, this is the line. And I was standing in it. And one of them says, but this is for priority. This is boarding group one. And I said, I don't know what would suggest to you that I am unable to read or that I am, you know, I don't know. I understand that this is the line for boarding group one. I am in boarding group one. And I'm standing here because this is where I, the oh, designated spot. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Oh my goodness. And then they're, oh, then crazy. they're looking at me like, oh, right. So, you know, for whatever oh, reason, the, the, you know, they're doing an additional security check before you get on the plane. So it's not just you scan your boarding pass. They want to see your ID. So mm-hmm. I, my ID is ready. I pull my ID out. The lady that's standing there, she's like, oh, God, I can't find my ID. Right. So Hmm. they're opening up the gate. I walk around her and, uh, you know, proceed through the in the in the gate agent. Another woman of color. She looked at me like we give each other the look like, yeah, girl, you saw that. Okay, great. So we acknowledge Mm -hmm. we acknowledge she saw it. She saw it. And then so the white lady I walk around says to the gate agent, she cut me. And she was like, no, ma'am, you cut her. So shout shout out. Shout out to the gate agent. Yes. For, you know, having my back in that moment. Because, you know, this this is something that happens very often um, to me. And one of the things. That's such nasty work. And then, and that's what I was saying. Even last the last time when I was telling y'all about the cat, you know, more than it happening, the thing that continues to upset me is that, like, you know, no one be on my side. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just be, it just be mm-hmm. me against these, these people mm-hmm. every time. And so I just wanted to shout out the gay agent for, you know, witnessing what happened and having my back, even in that very small way. 
Shout keeping out to it in a very Susan. small way. Yeah, whoever, whoever you are, up. wherever you are, shout out to the gay agent that was working flight four eighty nine from Seattle to Dulles. <laughs> I appreciate you, sis. Thank you for seeing me and my struggle and standing with me uh, against the, the, those women in their Lululemon uh, leggings <laughs> who love to stand in front of me. Who just Do you know what my favorite that there's question no way is? that this my... bald-headed black girl has a, a first-class ticket. There's no there's possible everywhere. way. There's she just everywhere. has to be standing in the wrong place. How dare she? Move aside, Bethany. I was already Thank you. Here. I just... Woo! My favorite question and my favorite three words, and I find it works about 98% of the time in making people feel dumb. What you doing? When they start doing... <laughs> I, every time I just but what, what what are you doing? What you doing? And they be, what, I, I be, what you doing? And then they always start fumbling and, and stumbling, and I just it put it just it just quickly gets people together. Like what in the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> it makes them feel dumb, and I love it. It's my favorite response to people. What you doing? When they yeah. walk crazy? What are you doing? When they were looking on their phone? I'm going to adopt when that. When Next they time it happens, I'm going to ask, what y'all doing? What y'all, what y'all, you doing? What you doing? You don't see me? You don't see me. I, start using that, people. Watch what it gets you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm going to take simple, that with me. simple, but effective. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that one with me. Yes. And let me know how that works out for you. Listen, you see, I've adopted all your grandparents' sayings. Here that's how you I go. Rear my, that's how I rear my child now. <laughs> So what you gotta do. we can adopt, we can, this is an ecosystem yeah. we can share with each other. And a, what you do and gets people together more often than not, what you doing? I must what say. You doing? Where are you going? I must say. Where are you going? I'm where are you going, going is where my you favorite going. too. Where especially, you going? where are you going? Especially if I'm in Target, especially if I'm in Target and, and y'all's uh, nieces and nephews be tearing up the store. I'm very yep. good for asking, where are you going? Where are you going? What are you yep. doing? Yep. Where are you going? Who are you supposed to be with? Where are you going? Are you, is, is you supposed to be when over here? When people like to, when they like to move and they reach over you oh, and yeah, they want to yeah. grab things on doing? the counter, what you doing? What you doing? And then they they stop. <laughs> I'm telling you. Where you When at? they start veering their cart like they're drunk, Mm-mm. what you? where are you going? <laughs> they, they get it together. I'm telling you, it's effective. <laughs> I love it. I it is it, it is done. It is that's what it's gonna be from, yes. from now on. Thank y'all so much for uh, for yes. hanging out with us here at the kitchen table. Big shout out to our 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 guest. Yes, for joining us and being so honest Queen and authentic. Bonnie Scotch. Yes, about her experience as a creative. Um, and uh, y'all, let's let's be mindful. Let's be mindful of of what it takes for people to produce what they produce and share with us. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's be conscious about the investment of time and talent uh, that that people invest into what we purchase from them. And mm-hmm. let's honor that uh, just as much as we honor uh, your favorite brands. Uh, we should be doing the same with, um, you know, our friends and loved ones who are out here also sharing their gifts and talents and time with the world. So listen, shout I love out. that sister. When, we, when everybody talking about Beyonce is coming. OK, well, I'm not paying rent for the month of blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying go that extreme. Stop doing that in general. But also <laughs> have that same energy for the people that you that, you know, are working hard and you want to support. You know what I'm saying? Like keep the same energy for them. So, yes, I echo all the key sentiments and shout out to Bonnie Scotch for coming on the show. We love you, gal. Sister, take them out. Tell them what to do. Make sure that in all that you do, 
that you are moisturizing your mind by attending to the business that is yours and yours alone. Make sure that you are moisturizing your insides by drinking as much water as your body can sustain. And make me make- swear. Make me <laughs> holla. <laughs> All of that. And uh, make sure that you are always moisturizing your largest organ, which is your skin. Tell them why. Sis. Because your black will crack if it's dry. <laughs> we love y'all. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Yes. <laughs>